I'm Jessica Denson, and I host a show here on the Midas Touch Network called Lights On. There's a very significant footnote in the $364 million civil fraud verdict citing an extraordinary defeat of Trump lawlessness that you may know nothing about. In it, Justice Angoran points out that Donald Trump cannot illegally force silence upon his former CFO and key witness in multiple civil and criminal trials, Ellen Weisselberg. He cites a case precedent that has been woefully underreported, but is nonetheless a massive blow to Trump's attempts to thwart both civil and criminal accountability. And the case precedent he cites is mine. It was extremely gratifying to find my name in this stunning blow to Trump's business empire. Let me explain. Some of you may be familiar with me. Um, Others inevitably are seeing or hearing me for the first time. Because, as I mentioned, the media has failed miserably in bringing you my story. It is an incredible story of a woman pioneering the takedown of Donald Trump in the courts when he was president on her own, on my own. I literally first sued this man pro se. And you, the American people, the free world, deserve to know my face and my name. You deserve to have a human connection to this story, this triumph. So that's why I do my show Lights On. It's why I'm finally now, after so many years of putting the legal work first, writing my story in a book, and it's why I'm doing this video today. So let's start with the Angoran ruling. There's probably no one more intimate with more intimate knowledge of Donald Trump's civil and criminal fraud than his former chief financial officer of the Trump organization, Alan Weisselberg. Despite enormous pressure from prosecutors, Weisselberg has never flipped on Trump directly. In 2000 or in 2022, he spent five months, this man spent five months at Rikers Island, and he may yet be facing new perjury charges. It's reported he may be in a plea deal to plea guilty once again for perjury after he was found to have lied under oath in the civil fraud trial that Angoran just ruled on. So the question is, why? Why does this 76-year-old man continue to hold water for his old boss, Donald Trump? Well, here's how Angoran explains, starting on page 26 of last Friday's order. I'll read from it. Quote, Alan Weisselberg was the CFO of the Trump Organization from 2002 until he was placed on leave in October 2022. After pleading guilty to 15 criminal counts of tax fraud and falsification of business records at the Trump Organization. In that same vein, his testimony in this trial was intentionally evasive, which with large gaps of, quote, I don't remember. He conceded that his separation agreement, on which he is still apparently awaiting four payments, prohibits him from voluntarily cooperating with any entity, quote, adverse to the Trump organization or its former or current employees. That alone renders his testimony highly unreliable. The Trump Organization keeps Weisselberg on a short lease, leash, and it shows. And now we get to the quote-unquote separation agreement that Ngoron is referencing, the real elephant in the room. Let's skip down to page 29 of the order. Ngoron writes there, quote, January 9th, 2023, Weisselberg entered into a quote separation agreement and general release with the Trump Organization wherein the Trump Organization promised him a total of $2 million in installment payments as long as he performed his obligations under the agreement, 
Section 3D of the separation agreement provided that, quote, except for acts or testimony directly compelled by subpoena or un- other lawful process issued by a court of competent jurisdiction, he will not, one, communicate with, provide information to, or otherwise cooperate in any way with any other person or entity, including his counsel or other agents, having or claiming to have any adverse claims against the company or any person or entity released by this agreement with regard to the adverse claim or to take any action to induce, encourage, instigate, aid, abet, or otherwise cause any other person or entity to bring or file a complaint, charge, lawsuit, or other proceeding of any kind against the company or any person or entity released by the agreement. And then there's a footnote, footnote number 15. I'm going to read it for you. Although not before this court, such provision would almost certainly be unenforceable as against public policy to the extent that it restricts full and truthful cooperation with legal investigations and actions. Denson v. Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated, in parentheses, Trump campaign's nondisclosure and nondisparagement provisions are invalid and unenforceable as against public policy. Well, that Denson is me. Thank you so much, Justice and Gorhan. This case of mine that you cite has literally been my life work for going on seven years now, and this has been my precise goal to break down the illegal illegal barriers between Donald Trump and accountability that will be what determines whether we continue or not as a free world. Let me continue reading from Justice Angoran's order. He says, quote, Weisselberg affirmed that he understood that under the terms of the separation agreement, he was not permitted to cooperate voluntarily with any law enforcement agency adverse to the Trump organization, including the attorney general's office. So you see how Angoran's knowledge of his testimony not being forthright because of this likely in- illegal separation agreement um, silencing agreement from Trump in exchange for $2 million was influencing his testimony. And that definitely factored in to Angoran's calculation of the veracity of it and how it weighed against Donald Trump. This brings up also how significant this is in respect to Trump's upcoming election interference criminal trial in Manhattan, where Weisselberg has once again not cooperated with DA Alvin Bragg. He was involved in the action at the heart of the case, paying off Stormy Daniels to bury a sex scandal in the days just before the 2016 election, and yet prosecutors are not expected to call him as a witness. You better believe that this severance agreement is controlling everything that's coming out of his mouth. And citing my case, Justice Ngoran just said that it would be, quote, almost certainly unenforceable. Wow. My precedent was also cited repeatedly by Michael Cohen's lawyer in their motion to dismiss Trump's $500 million suit against him. Trump was attempting to enforce another presumably illegal NDA, and while the exact terms of these Trump NDAs may vary from the campaign, in my case, to Cohen, to Weisselberg, and and countless others, no doubt, the courts are acknowledging that Trump's pattern is the same and that my precedent has deemed them unlawful. 
Jessica Dunson. That's my name once again. Um, without belaboring my story to those of you who are familiar, I want those who are just meeting me the first time to know a few things. I want you to know that I started off in 2017 literally without a lawyer, pro se, as an, as an act of conscience I took on this campaign. And I faced off against Donald Trump's lawyers and won a major motion in 2018 on my own, literally by myself. In 2020, I overcame a $50,000 judgment that Donald Trump had had against me trying to disgorge my bank accounts, literally treating me like a version of a political prisoner in the United States of America. I was speaking out during this time under the threat of bankruptcy with no book to sell because I, I was living what I knew Donald Trump, how I knew he threatened this country, and I knew there was nothing um, that could silence me, that could keep me from issuing these warnings of, of who I knew this man to be and the danger he posed to our country. In 2021, I set this historic court precedent that Justice Angoran is referencing, and I kept fighting until every single person who signed the same NDA was freed too, which we very beautifully accomplished just this past October in 2023. You know, along this journey, I knew I was fighting the silence of the Trump campaign. Um, I also knew that I started this battle to stand up for a woman's worth, and I have had to do that in so many more ways than I could have ever anticipated. Um, along this journey, a, a man with a huge legal practice and a reality star client tried to take credit for my work, my work that freed his client and ultimately enabled him to collect um, somewhere in the range of a million dollars in legal fees. I've had other men with um, primetime shows on MSNBC, MSNBC literally report my story um, report my victory without saying my name, um, calling me either the plaintiff or really just not acknowledging that a human being was involved at all. And I've had this happen countless times in headlines, um, reporting developments and victories in my cases, both against the campaign and in my ongoing human rights lawsuit, where I've also accomplished extraordinary things as far as getting uh, Steve Bannon compelled to a deposition. He didn't sit for Congress, but he sat for me because I tracked him down. I was relentless and tenacious in doing these. And none of these headlines, none of these headlines have mentioned that a woman, let alone a woman named Jessica Denson, is involved in this litigation and accomplishing these victories. So if you haven't heard about me until now, um, that's probably why. And, and I'm doing this, I'm calling out the media because I do not think this is a failure that we can afford in, these, in this time, in 2024, when we are facing these stakes, we cannot continue to afford to make these mistakes. Donald Trump aspires to be a dictator in America. I lived a version of, a politi of political persecution by this man that, if allowed, and, and listen to me, I am not, this is not hyperbole, that if allowed to continue, if he is given power again, will result in our citizens meeting the same fate as the very brave and heroic Alexei Navalny. That kind of persecution of his enemies, of his critics, silencing them forever as he has tried through these NDAs is the aim of Donald Trump and what he will do if he is ever given the reins of power again. 